Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. So? So? Oh, no. (laughs) It's actually just me today. Um, If you follow us on Instagram, you'll know that Zoe has been working solidly um, for, I think it's the last 10 days, and talking solidly for 10 days and trying to entertain millions and millions of people as she does on the radio is very tiring. So we are taking our own advice and um, Zoe's having a day off today. So I said that I would jump on here today and just intro this episode to you. Um, We interview Kirsty Gallagher, who's our guest today, a couple of weeks ago. um, And it was just after Boris Johnson's um, update when we were all sort of hoping that he was going to announce that we'd be able to stop maybe seeing our friends and family a bit more. Um, But he didn't. Um, And it was that it was the update when I think most of us came out of it feeling a little bit deflated. So that's what that's what we're referencing in the chat. So we obviously were a couple of weeks behind. Um, So yeah, I hope you guys will enjoy this episode today. Uh, We sort of talk about parenting through divorce, uh, bringing new partners onto the scene, and just like general um, sort of chat about how you cope when you know your whole world is crashing down and how you stay strong um so yeah I'll um pass you over to the interview that we did a couple of weeks ago and um today we've got Kirsty Gallagher we are absolutely over the moon to have her on the podcast remotely. Uh, she is a really good mate of mine. She's been on our TV screens for a very, very long time. Not to date her, not to make her sound old. Um, <laughs> we had two stints at Sky Sports News, uh, one for, uh, well, kind of spanning over 20 years, but she left a couple of years ago to go on to do some fantastic things. She is a massive fitness f- uh, fanatic. She's also the best mum to two boys, Jude and Oscar. Today's guest is Kirsty Gallagher. Hello. Yay. <laughs> awesome, emotional there with all, all of that lovely all, all those lovely words thank you very much nice to be on here at last <laughs> oh we're so over the moon to have you thank you so much we're having a few technical problems today but we're, we're here we're doing it um how is lockdown Kirsty? Yes. how's it looking for you ah well I don't know what to say really I have good days and bad days I think we all do don't we from from what I hear speaking to to friends and family I I, I think that 
it's a question of how long is this going to go on for now? I think in the beginning it was all new and we kind of got used to life in, in lockdown and you get into a bit of a routine. And then you, you're you sort of slightly um, teased by the government and Boris Johnson that, that things might change. And then obviously not a lot's going to change for a while, although we don't know, do we? So I don't know. I woke up this morning just feeling a little bit fed up. I have to be honest with you on that. What do you girls feel? Yeah, for me, it felt like a huge anticlimax. Mm. We sort of built up all these ideas. We might be able to extend our circles. We might be able to see, you know, 10 people, all of this stuff. And then really, for most of us, nothing's changed. Exactly. I know. Yeah. And I have talked about this actually now because I had, I've had i had the antibody test and because I had the virus. I think, Zoe, you know that quite badly. I had a bit of a, a, a mod- moderate... Um, stint of the of the virus a while back, quite a while back, and I yeah. did have the test, and I have got the antibody, and I thought there was going to be a bit of a they were going to start to say right, you if you if you know that you've been tested and you've got a certificate that there might be a little bit of sort of movement for people that know that and all the rest of it, and no, and we yeah. did that's what we thought was going to happen. We thought we were all going to be tested. And, and we'd find out more sort of scientifically. And we haven't found out anything about that, have we? You didn't say a word. And that's what really confused me as well. I was like, well, what was the point in that? And also there's just a feeling of nothingness. Does that make sense? Mm. It's just the same, yes. isn't it? Groundhog Day yeah. after day after day after day. Mm. Even the kids, you know, I don't know about your your two, Kirsty, but definitely my two are like, I, I say, oh, come on, right, let's go across the park. Mm. And they're like, not the park again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm actually bored of the fucking park, if I'm, on, if I'm honest. I don't want to go yeah. there. Yeah, I it, think, Kirsty, how your boys are obviously slightly older than our kids. How are they finding it? Um, yeah, it's it's hard. I think for Oscar, who's nearly you know he's thirteen and a half. Uh, I think friendships, friends are very important, aren't they? At that age, I mean, I remember if we, if we remember and, and go back. For me, it's longer than it is for you. Um, I think that was important. School time is important. He wants to go back to school. He's leaving school to go to senior school this year. And so he's now worrying as, as am I, um, is he going to go back at all? You know, he's been there since he was mm. seven. And that makes me sad. So I guess there was a little bit of sadness in that this morning when I woke up thinking about Oscar not maybe having that time with the, all those great friends, his best friends at school again, um, from those, you know, yeah. those formative years. Is it, it's head first straight into sort of senior school in September. It's, it's not very nice actually. For Jude, he's only just 10. Um, and he's, he's going to be fine. And, you know, he's got years to go, but I think it's difficult for the older children, for teenagers. We're worrying, aren't we? I'm worrying about, you know, mental health aspects of not just our children, but other children at the moment and other people as well. I think that, that this is a very, very upsetting time, actually. The longer this goes on, I, I'm sorry, I'm on my soapbox now. The longer this goes on, I think we're going to be in bigger trouble as a, as a nation, as a country. I really do. That's my that's my opinion. Do you talk to the boys about mental health, Kirsty? Do you have those conversations yeah, I with do. them? Oh, yeah, I do. I do. They're very, very... Um, I think I think the thing, and we were going to talk about this anyway today. I know because I'm a, obviously a single mum of two boys, and I think I've really, really made sure because I'm a very talkative person. So you know that, but we we both are. You and I are very vocal, <laughs> quite vocal, aren't we? Um, that's we're quite vocal, yeah. Vocal. That's a nice way of putting it. I I think it's important to be like that with your children and for them to know they can tell you anything. So I got to a place with both my boys where, and my parents are amazing as well in that, and my sister and brother and their partners, we all talk about things and they know to tell me things. And, and that is that. 
Um, so I really, really have tried to work really hard on that. So if there, if there is a problem, they talk to me. Don't keep things, you know, because that's when, you know, if we don't communicate, that's when problems occur, especially with boys, I think, little boys, don't you? Yeah, how have you created that dynamic? Because, I mean, that's the sort of, you know, dynamic I'd like in our house. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love Axel and Gigi to be able to tell me yeah. anything. But I just don't know how, where, where do you strike the balance with, you know, letting them tell you everything and not um, being cross so they're not they're not scared to tell you stuff I'm just really interested to know how you got to that well I think the big word there you've just hit the nail on the head scared it's trust I think for me it's actually about trust for them it's trust uh, uh, yeah. and for us so it's it's them knowing they can tell me and I'm not going to shout from the you know rooftops or tell their dad yeah. if it's something that worries them on the other side of things because obviously you know divorce is not a pleasant thing mine wasn't pleasant and it's always a different a difficult dynamic that as well even if you have the best divorce in the world I'm sorry or a best relationship with your ex there are going to be issues because you're not together you're bringing two kids up or three kids or however many children you've got in different households and in a different way and with a different mindset and for me with my my two there are things that they might not want me to share with him and I don't I have to take a view on things, of course. You've got to be sensible and you've got to be, you know, <laughs> grown up about it and all the rest of it. But yeah. I think the thing is, it's about trust. It's about honesty. And they know that I talk and I will listen and we're very, very close. And I think it's just all those things. And I think it develops. I think it's take, taken time to develop for sure. Kirsty, I just want to go back actually um, to that period of time with um, Samo, Paul Sampson, mm. your ex-husband. And, uh, you know, please just feel comfortable talking to us, you know, to the level that you want to. But what was that period like for you? Because you were in a very public marriage, mm. you know, both had profiles. He was a rugby player. You were, you know, you know, still are a brilliant television presenter. And then suddenly it went quite badly, quite quickly. So can you just talk us through what that period was like for you? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously there's always more to it, isn't there? And uh, no one quite knows what goes on. But I mean, I think I think that even, you know, if we cut cut to separating that was hard obviously Mm. and then the divorce the divorce was quite actually quite um quite quick and it was done within six months of separation so that that I'm very lucky uh, um and grateful for because I think people that go into these things and then it's dragged out over over years I mean there's no way I could get my head around that I think that's horrible for the kids or family if you if you've got children and also not not nice especially when you've been together we were together 15 years so you know I think listen there's a lot of sadness there I mean for goodness sake I I absolutely value marriage relationships but sometimes things don't always work forever I think sometimes we I you can't see me but I'm gesticulating with my two hands and one hand (laughs) is going that way and one's going the other I think sometimes these parallel paths that are, are are parallel sometimes aren't parallel forever and you go off in your different directions we all evolve and grow in different ways and it might not be together and that is the way it is and I think it's making the most of that when you've got children being sensible kind bringing your children up to the best of your ability because they they didn't ask to be born we made we created them and that's what we've got to remember you know we have to make sure our children are okay they're the only things in my life that really are important you know, yes, we work, we want to work, we make money for our children. But um, my children are my whole yeah. life, I would die for my children, obviously, in a flash. So I think yeah. the thing is, that was a horrible time. 
I felt very grief stricken for my children because they were little. Oscar was understanding things, though. And then, of course, it was in the public domain. They were writing things that weren't true. I was working hard. I was doing Strictly Come Dancing, which I definitely I loved, but it wasn't the right time to have done it. I should have done it now or last year or when I was in a better place. And I think I, you know, that's no one's fault. You get asked to do things and you go, yeah, I'll do it. It's just a, you know, one of those things. You might not get asked again. You know, I was very, very lucky. So, no, it was a very difficult time. And I don't think it's easy for anyone in that kind of goldfish bowl. I I really don't because you don't know what's going on. And for me, it was just, I, I I just fell apart, really. That's just, I I just, I I hit rock Mm. bottom. And it was all about my children, really, because that that was the pain in my heart. That was and still is. I mean, when when I haven't got my children, as we share them, my I always use this analogy. It's slightly strange. But um, when I've got my children, my heart's full. And when they go, my heart feels I feel like my heart just emptied, empties. And I have got a lot better at coping being with my own on my own. But I'm not brilliant. I, I, I will admit that now. And for those that might be listening and going through this, I promise you, it will get better. And I am going to speak more about this because I think it would be helpful. But you know what, it's not nice being on your own, you're a mum or dad, and then suddenly, you're not for that period of time. And you're like, right, yeah. uh, now what? And that's very difficult, isn't it? Do you know yeah. what, Kirsty? I'll just jump in here, because obviously, I experienced this with Dozza, um, know, when yeah. Isla's with us, heart kind of doubles in love and then when Mm. she goes there's this real sadness in the house and part of me wants to say to him but but look you you you, you've got you've got two of your three here and you go and then I I never want to say that to him because I don't know what it feels like to have to have my children out of the house living with somebody I don't know what that feels Mm. like I have them here Mm. all the time so I'm so Mm. lucky when I look at him and I do and I there must be the same for you is that yes your heart just empties when they're not there Uh, it does my heart does empty and I I'm and lots of people go to me they they say oh what lovely you can have time to sort things out because we've got the new house sort the house out or you've got time you know, to do nice things on your own or catch up on things. And you know what? I always really try to do that stuff and I can't do it. I mean, obviously I'm very, you know, I'm like Zoe, very tidy. I'm a perfectionist and I'll make sure everything's fine. And then I go, I don't, I want my kids back now. I really want my kids back. You know, it gets to that point where you go, nothing matters actually. Do I really want to unpack more boxes for, you know? No, I don't because it's not important. They can stay and they can be done when I've got the kids back. You yeah. just want your children and you just want them close and you want to be that mum or that parent or that dad or whatever and you want to be functioning as a normal parent. Uh, that's all I can say, really. Yeah. And how did you go about explaining um, your separation to mm. your kids? Because obviously, yeah. you know, how, how, how does that conversation go? They're obviously at different ages as well. Mm. So um, you might need it to be explained in a different way. How, how did that go? Oh, it's horrendous. Well, I mean, it wasn't as horrendous as I expected it to be. We both talked about how we would do it. And uh, we took them and took them for a walk, the children. And we sat them down and we just explained that, you know, um, mummy and daddy aren't, we, we, you know, we love you both. It's You've got to make them feel it's not them. The important thing, this is nothing to do yeah. with you. That's the key thing. And I'm trying to think back, and please pardon me if I say anything that's not right in the way that 
because we were <laughs> advised on how to do it. Do you know what I mean? And I'm very good at re- forgetting things that hurt yeah. me, by the way. Um, I think we all do a bit of selective sort of, you know, memory loss. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but no, we did. We took them and it wasn't as bad as we thought. And the kids were quite young, which I think was quite good in a way. Um, I, I mentioned Oscar obviously was becoming more aware and older. Um, but to be honest with you, it was it was much easier than having children that are going through maybe I don't I don't think it'd be easy going through puberty or having that as well. I think that yeah. would be very I'm not sure about that. I mean, that that I imagine would be very tough. I haven't been through it myself, but um, we just explained that obviously it was nothing to do with them and that we still really, you know, really care for each other as friends. And we obviously all, all we care about is our children and we want to make sure everything's right for them. And therefore we, we're not going to live together because we're going to be better apart. I think that was what we said. Yeah. We're yeah. going to be better and better parents and love um, we, we will love nothing changes, but we will just live in separate houses. And it would it, we made it as simplistic as that, I believe. And I am trying to delve back into my brain because this is obviously nearly is it six years ago, which is not that not that long ago. But anyway, um, I think that's no, how. But well. you know what? Everyone's got different ways of doing it. But I think it's really the important thing I would impart is that you make sure the children don't think that it's to do with them. That's the key thing. Yeah. So we'll be back right after this. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, let's pick up where we left off with our wonderful guest. You've touched on the fact that you guys are, are really fantastic communicators. Do you think mm. um, the boys have, to, have had to become much more adaptable going between two houses? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yes, absolutely. It's It can't be easy, that. I mean, as you know, Zoe, as well, you, you guys. But it, it's not... It's not easy. And I think they do brilliantly. They really do do brilliantly. It's hard work for the parents because you have to make sure that everything's absolutely right for them in both places. You don't want them feeling that one place is better than the other or, you know, you've got to make sure that these children are absolutely as, as we would have been together. You know, that's what they were, they were used to. But they have adapted well. Children are very resilient, you know, and I know people say that and you think, oh, what a cliche. They are. They are resilient but you've got to be aware of things. You've got to be careful and you've got to communicate because it's later in life. And I yeah. often worry and go, oh, I've got to get this right. I've got to get this right. Whatever this might be, little, 
you know, a drama of some, not a drama, yeah. but <laughs> something at school or you make sure you deal with that thing that they're going through right so that it doesn't rear its ugly head later on and they go, oh, well, it's because my parents weren't together. You just don't want that. You make sure that you do everything in your power that for those children and that, that they are absolutely fine and everything's all right. And I think what I didn't handle well at all, and we all know this, um, is my anxiety and stress levels. I handled it very badly, really. I, I was working full time. I was working all, you know, round the clock at Sky Sports, doing very long hours. I was dr- driving up and down to London. Um, then I was doing Strictly and all these shows, and I was traveling a lot with work. So I'd be going on the golf to Augusta, and then, and I had this going on. And then I just couldn't cope with it. I couldn't cope. I was skinny as a rake. I went out too much. I did all the wrong things. And I did it because it was keeping, it was numbing the pain. And that's what you've got to be able to see. And anyone, again, listening to this, if there are things you're doing that you know aren't right or that, you know, you feel you're in pain and you're trying to numb it and you maybe, I don't know, not sleeping well or uh, whatever it might be, You've got. Please try and and have get help or talk to somebody or try and just find out what's going on. You know, because if you don't, you will hit rock bottom, which is what I did. Um, luckily, I, I I'm I bounced back. <laughs> um, would you say that you had um, some sort of a of a breakdown? Was it was it more of a I, I I can't cope. I need to put the brakes on here. What what was that moment like for you when you realised things were I just felt I just felt in pain all the time It's the only way I could describe I didn't want to eat I felt in pain I knew I had to keep I was an auto on an autopilot for a start because I had to be because I couldn't phone up work and say well I'm not coming in well sorry Mm. but you've got to get on with with life it's like those days we get up and we don't want to go because something's happened or you know, uh, we all know that feeling it can be as minor or, or major as you know, I don't know. Yeah, a, de- a death to a broken toe. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could be yeah. whatever. I mean, sometimes we don't need much of a reason. We just don't feel like doing something. And I had to just get on with it. And then I had this awful, I think I, I was grieving for something that hadn't worked, grieving for my children. I felt a burden and a sadness for my children and my family, by the way. And I also felt, even though I hadn't done anything wrong, I mean, I didn't do anything wrong. He did, Sammy didn't do anything wrong. No one's to blame. But I think the other thing is that I just, I felt in pain for my kids. I just felt like, what can I do to make this better? What can I do? And I think you just go round and round in circles and life doesn't give you, you I just remember at times feeling like, I don't know what I can do to make things any better for myself, for my kids. For anyone, I don't know what what can I do, and well, it really was guilt, isn't it? Just the guilt, and I think as parents, Major we always guilt. feel this guilt. It doesn't matter, you know. I've not been through George has not been through what you've been through in terms of a divorce or breakdown of a marriage, but you know the guilt that never leaves you as a parent, whether you're you know choosing to go out and see your friends and and you're leaving yeah. your kids with the with their grandparents overnight. You feel guilty when you go away on holiday and you leave them. You you know it never goes away. You want to make if you're you know if you're a good parent, you want to make everything perfect for your kids. And they're your number one priority. So I imagine going through something as major as this, the guilt yeah. that you were carrying around with you, Kirsty, must have been monumental. Yeah, even yeah, though you know it's the right thing to yeah. do. Like, that's yeah. the thing. It, it, you, you'd feel guilty if you'd have stayed together and been yes. really unhappy. And you'd you feel guilty separating, even though you know you'll be happier. It's and that's you can't, right. you can't win, can you? Yeah, exactly. And it's not right to feel that guilt. 
by the way. No, I, I think that I think you're absolutely spot on. I think the other thing is that, uh, unfortunately, as we've already sort of touched upon, when you're in the public eye, people see it and it un, un, kind of unfurls in slow motion in front of their eyes in the newspapers, on the screen, etc. But you know what? I'm no different to anyone else. There are plenty of people that this happens to. I mean, uh, there won't be many people that don't just lose it a little bit, male and female, when these things happen, if they love yeah. their children Ooh. and they love their family and that family, that family unit's broken and then there are other little, you know, extenuating factors as well. I think the thing is, I am no different to anyone else. And I often want to just say that, you know, when the papers have written things, I think, how dare you? Because you don't know what it's like. And, you know, when when you're in the public eye or you're being written about and false things are being said and you're being followed and you've got photographers and all the rest of it, it's the most vile thing in the world. And yeah. you don't ask for that, actually. You don't ask for it. And your your family, you try and protect them, and it's just it's just not very it's just not very pleasant. But it unfortunately makes things worse as well. But I think the thing is is that you know I'm no different to anyone else going through all this. I think everybody has their it is very difficult for lots of people, and lots of people I know who have been through divorce have done have been through very similar experiences. Yeah, yeah. they've yeah. hit rock bottom in all sorts of ways. Worse, worse, you know, and yeah. you know post traumatic syndrome and various other anxiety and you know things far worse and and um I think that you've just got to give yourself a break sometimes that's that's what you do have to do and you have to realize that actually it's because you value and you love your you loved your relationship and you love your children so much and you just want to make everything all right and I think you've got to get back to that place of looking after yourself though you know it yeah, was one of the things that broke that broke Dozer the most was the breakdown of not the breakdown of the relationship, but it was the breakdown of the unit for Isla. Mm, it was all right. she talked about. I can't do this yeah. to Isla. I'm devastated that I'm doing this to Isla. And it took a really mm. long time. And I think anybody that's listening, like you said, Kirsty, that's going through this or been through this, it's always the number one priority. But you do come out the other side and you think that was the right thing to do for me because if two people are together and they're not happy, it's not yeah. a happy household for children mm. to be to be in. And also you want to teach your children what a good relationship is like as well. And you don't want them to grow up, you know, thinking that that's the way that it is. And it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, um, absolutely. What about new partners? So did you ever have the conversation about introducing new partners and how you would go about that? Um, no, we didn't have the conversation. Um, yeah. But no, we didn't actually. Um, I just knew that was a very delicate subjects well we both did we both did um and actually I'm very yeah I'm very sensitive about it actually regards me and new partners and my and my ex-husband I think it's something that you know I don't yeah it's a it's one of those isn't it one of those subjects that's quite quite delicate um I have I mean I haven't ever introduced my children to anyone until I knew that I was really in a proper relationship obviously proper relationship that but yeah but thought, thought, thought this has got legs relationship you know I think that I think it's just you've got to be very aware of what these little thing these little beings are going through and what you do, you don't want them to just be meeting 
partner after partner and thinking, oh, there's another one gone. And then talking about you later and like, oh, remember all those blokes, mum? And you're like, oh, cringe. So I mean, how cringe. But um, no, I mean, they have met a couple of my pe- boyfriends that I've been with. And I'm not in a relationship right now. And they haven't met people that I've just been on dates with. No, I wouldn't do that to them. Absolutely not. Um, they've met the guys that meant something. Um, and then that's the way it will be. And, and, and I think it's the same for Samo, my, ex, my ex-husband. Yeah. You've got to be very careful. Um, what, was that, what was that process like for you going from being in a marriage to then being like, right, I'm a mum of two and I'm single. I'm back out yeah. on the scene. How was that process for you? Well, I was like, a, I don't know. I thought I was, I was like a bird freed, I think. But I didn't mean, <laughs> I mean, I didn't, listen, not, not, not in a, a, not in a horrible way or a terrible way, but I think there's this weird brain thing. You go, oh, hang on a minute. And out you go and then you can you know you can do what you want I think once you get over the initial sadness is what I you know I'm not goodness me I, I don't mean it negatively at all I mean it in a way that you you suddenly realize that you know you're not in a relationship you're not in that relationship you are able to do different things you yeah. then feel that freedom that's what I'm trying to say yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I don't mean that badly one one bit. I mean it in the way that it's it is a funny, strange feeling of like I because I we'd been in it so long, and I was obviously what was age was I thirty eight or whatever. Um, no, not quite thirty. No, but I, how old are you, Kirst? Come on, you know, goodness gracious! I'm just, for, just for the record, I'm just forty four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But you know, you're in this you're in these relationships for a long time. You you haven't dated since you're like early twenties. And I was like, oh, hang on a minute. And that is why I got I've really dug myself a hole here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. I think it's really important because you know there are there are going to be people people that listen to this, women that listen to this. That it, it, that is a daunting daunting idea even to you know be on a first date with somebody again. I think mm. you have to really dig deep. Um, I remember when my dad died, and you know my mum was so so sad for such a long mm. time, and then suddenly she was ready, and she was like. She said to me, her her words were, I'm an exotic bird and I plan on flying everywhere. Oh, and I was thinking, oh, oh she- hell. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> she had a really great time and good for her. She'd been with the same man for 40 years. Oh, yeah. I, love the, I love the fact that all of us are using bird analogies. Me and Freya does, Freya does a bird, your mum exotic. I'm very exotic, I think. <laughs> it's hilarious, uh, isn't it? But it's true. You do. Sorry, how does the conversation go? So I know there'll be a lot of people listening um, who are maybe contemplating when we're allowed to go on dates again. Um, How do you bring bring it up that you've got children? Do do they know beforehand? Do you bring Um, it up on a third date? Do you bring it up? When when is the right time? time. Do you feel the right time? (laughs) Unfortunately, I can't answer that because the people, the the guys I, I, I sort of knew of, the first couple of guys I saw, um, which is also probably a good thing that I knew of. I was introduced yeah. by my cousin to the first guy that I saw, um, you know, uh, quite a few months after I'd, I'd split from Samu. Uh, so he knew about me, you know, and he knew I had kids and he entered into it knowing that. And so did yeah. um, the next one. And, the, and then a, a guy I saw more recently knew as well. And I think that they've not not known, which is good. Mm. But what you do need to make sure don't hide anything. You know what? Yeah. I, I, the thing that I would say is don't hide a thing. 
and make sure if if it's some if you're going to enter in some into something those children come first and that is all all I say do not think oh well they're going to be frightened these guys are going to run a mile if they do I'll tell you what it's not going to work is it and they're yeah. not worth it that yeah. I must absolutely you know emphasize that that you've got to make sure that you're not going into it sort of fibbing a little bit a little bit white line um like you know oh well you know I uh, don't have the kids all the time or I because I it's it's you don't want to be in that place you don't want to be thinking like that you know in the beginning think I I, I do you know what I mean by that yeah the kids absolutely. come first and that is that I remember saying to when I met when I met Dolls for the first time. I remember saying to one of my friends, not a close friend, but one of my friends, um, mm. saying, "Oh yeah, you know, he's got a little girl." And she looked at me and she went, "Oh, it's not really what you want, though, is it?" And to have her hanging around all the time, and I really <gasps> haven't, haven't seen this friend since. Actually, I was about to say that's not a close friend. Now, it is made it? me. It made me love him. It made me fall in love with him more because he yeah. knew how to love somebody so Absolutely. much. Absolutely, and he was such yeah. a strong man and such a fantastic father. And you know what? I think anybody that has children, it can only enrich your life if you meet somebody that has children already it can only enrich your life and that's Absolutely. kind of how you have to do it and also it's not a competition anybody that's listening no. is thinking, oh you know my partner's got a stepchild and it's not a competition they love you in a very different way to how they love their own ch- their own child well, that's right and we live in a world now where it is often the case isn't it I mean yeah. it's much more acceptable to even you know to, to to be in a relationship and and have children or a child and maybe or or have not had a big relationship with someone, have a child, and you still—that is still that your responsibility, you know, yeah. as you enter as you enter into your next relationship. So I think that it's we are a f- much freer world. Well, we're not right now, but we will be again, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think the thing is, is that we 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 have to be aware that there are all sorts of reasons for why people are in situations, and having children is just the biggest joy in the world. It really is. Uh, I mean, it's just I can't. Honestly, I'm so excited to see my my kids later. Um, and when yeah, when they're coming back to me, it's like Christmas. It feels like Christmas again. Oh, it's wonderful. We don't want to keep you, Kirsty, because we know that you're literally about to fly Aww. in the car to go and collect them from I their dad's house. Um, get in the car now and drive around there and pick them up and thank just cuddle you. and kiss them. Thank you. I feel like your I feel like your words are going to really help a lot of people. And also, like hats off to you. You've just done so well raising your brilliant boys and and holding your career down and doing everything else that you've been through. So we think you're amazing. Well, I love you. Thank you. I mean, listen, it's been a tough, tough few years. It's a tough road, but no one said it would be an easy, easy road. And I think as long as you can bounce back, and I think sometimes hitting rock bottom's good, actually, because you realise how good life is, how good life can be again. If you don't get yeah. there sometimes, you don't know, do you? But we all, I mean, Zoe, you've been, you know, obviously through terrible grief, losing your beloved dad. And it, it can be compared to that in the way that, you know, you, you go through life grieving for something or losing something or or whatever it might be. I mean, listen, we can make this a much bigger net and conversation, but nothing's easy there in life and you've got to deal with it as best you can and as long as you learn you will be fine as long as you take advice and take heed of things and be a good person I think that we'll we'll be all right and and being a good parent is the key and and thinking about your children is is the you know that's what's just driven me through is just you know you've just got to get back and look after yourself and and you will you'll be fine I think that's what drove me back to being good and 
now I'm happier than ever. And I, I would really hope that I can help many people. And I'd like to talk more about it because there'll be loads of people going through this. And I can't imagine all those people in lockdown who are going through terrible times right now. Yeah. yeah and exactly. living with partners and were maybe about to get, you know, separate and then they're stuck in a situation. Can you imagine? So. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's listen, just, we're going to get you back on to talk more. That's just, that's just, let's this is do just, it. This is part that's one. first episode. Yes. <laughs> part one. <laughs> we can talk a lot, can't we? So there, there we are. Right, listen, <laughs> lots of love to you girls. I love your podcast. Thanks, Thanks so, so much. much. Oh, Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Kirsty. Bye. Bye. Oh, we really want to thank Kirsty, actually, because it's not easy to talk about such a painful time. Um, and we really appreciate that she sort of went back there just laid it out exactly how it is and um, hopefully if anyone's going through you know a similar situation or they've got a friend who's going through something you might you know be able to take something from that chat and I think there were some lovely pieces of advice in there so um, yeah thank you again Kirsty. Um, if you are going through something similar we chatted to Lou Teasdale a few months ago about co-parenting and it was an absolutely incredible incredible chat um i think lou really has it down um when it comes to co-parenting so if you want to go back and have a listen to that one too that could be really really useful um we are going to be back on friday with another expert chat and it will be both of us um so yeah please do tune into that and if you've liked today please rate review and subscribe um i know we say it every week and every episode but it really helps get the Made by Mamas podcast out there um, and do recommend us to your friends, uh, your colleagues or whoever is, you know, whoever will listen. Um, do drop us a line at Made by Mamas or on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman and we will see you on Friday. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We know times are very difficult right now and if you want any more information about coronavirus, Go to nhs.uk slash coronavirus. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.